Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. After half a century, does panda diplomacy still work? Last week, Yaya, a panda, returned to Shanghai after spending 20 years in Memphis. Her arrival marked the end of a drawn-out saga that turned political, renewing an old question of whether panda diplomacy remains necessary. Written by Yi Liu. Published in The China Project. Read to you by Cliff Larson. Yaya, a female giant panda, has returned to China after 20 years on loan to the Memphis Zoo. Millions of Chinese people watched as the zoo bid farewell to her earlier this month. Last Thursday, she arrived in Shanghai after a 16-hour flight to Fanfare, getting a police escort from Pudong Airport to a quarantine area at the Shanghai Zoo. The 23-year-old Yaya will eventually live out her days at the Beijing Zoo. While the most heated comments have died down, there is still some lingering resentment among Chinese social media users of the Memphis Zoo's alleged mistreatment of Yaya and her erstwhile companion, Lila, who died in February. Chinese and American authorities have both said the pandas were treated well in Memphis, but there are those who continue to post about Yaya with the concern of a distressed parent. The reasons go beyond concerns for animal welfare. Discussions about Yaya on the internet suggest she is another source of tension between the United States and China. One comment on Weibo reads, Pandas are useless for promoting friendship between countries. China lent so many to the U.S., but they didn't do anything good for China in return. Others say that pandas sent overseas are akin to political sacrifices, similar to princesses sent by emperors in ancient China. Can panda diplomacy, which has lasted half a century, still be effective? Representative Nancy Mace, a Republican from South Carolina, said China has systemically used pandas as a diplomacy tool to hide its record of human rights abuses. Last year, she sponsored a panda bill, quote, expressing the sense of the House of Representatives that any giant panda born in the United States should belong to the United States, and the United States should seek the coordination of its allies to establish collaborative giant panda breeding programs, unquote, that cites China's threats against Taiwan, its crackdown on dissidents in Hong Kong, and its treatment of Uyghurs in Xinjiang. Mace's bill didn't get a single vote. Meanwhile, China's foreign ministry has tried to cool the temperature when it comes to the country's national icon. China is willing to continue to cooperate with other partners, including the United States, to contribute to the protection of endangered species, Foreign Ministry spokesman Mao Ning said on April 26th. I don't think that panda diplomacy will die because it's clearly really powerful. Elena Songster, a historian of St. Mary's College of California and author of the book, 
Panda Nation told the China Project, I think there's probably going to be a shift again in how it operates. Half a world apart, China-U.S. Panda Diplomacy In 1972, China initiated its panda diplomacy with the United States at a state banquet during President Richard Nixon's historic visit to China. First Lady, Pat Nixon, was seated next to Chinese Premier Zhou Enlai after President Nixon had met with the Chinese leader, Mao Zedong, earlier in the day. Before dinner, Mrs. Nixon and Zhou discussed her tours around Beijing, particularly her visit to the Beijing Zoo to see the pandas. On the table in front of her, she noticed a box of cigarettes wrapped in pink tissue paper and adorned with pictures of giant pandas. She showed it to Joe and said, Aren't they cute? I love them. I'll give you some, Joe responded. Cigarettes? Oh, I don't smoke, she replied. In reality, she was a heavy smoker, eventually dying of lung cancer, though she never permitted herself to be seen smoking in public. No, 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 he said. Pandas. Two pandas. According to Chinese state news, a 2011 article on the Richard Nixon Foundation's website, this exchange marked the official beginning of panda diplomacy. In April 1972, a pair of giant pandas, Ling Ling and Xing Xing, arrived in Washington, where 8,000 people welcomed them despite the rain. From that point on, a million visitors a year have been drawn to the National Zoo to catch a glimpse of pandas, which had been at the National Zoo every year, with the exception of a few months in the year 2000. Since then, China has sent dozens of pandas to the United States as a diplomatic tool to strengthen ties. When Cui Tiankai, China's former ambassador to the United States, began his tenure in 2013, he wrote, There are actually two Chinese ambassadors in Washington, me and the panda cub at the National Zoo. People love the furry, rotund animals, and China expanded its international reach by leasing pandas to other countries, usually with an annual fee of about $1 million. After Yaya's homecoming, there are currently 64 pandas abroad. China also receives money for its panda conservation efforts, which is a boost for the country's economy. Yaya and Lula arrived at the Memphis Zoo in April 2003, four years after the bombing of the Chinese embassy in Belgrade which at that time marked a low point in China-U.S. relations. The two countries used panda leasing to show that they wanted to improve their relationship. Perhaps this partially explains the acrimony around Yaya's appearance. This is how America treats China, one comment read. Stop treating pandas as political gifts, reads another. If the United States and China had a fine relationship like the past, then you might be upset at the zoo because they weren't taking proper care of the animal, Songster the historian said, but there wouldn't be a reason to project it further. In March, Global Times, an influential Communist Party newspaper, said in an opinion piece, We still don't want to believe that the Memphis Zoo would intentionally mistreat pandas, but when pandas are affected and implicated, it means that the relationship between China and the United States is already very bad indeed.
How Giant Pandas Became a National Icon The pandas given in the United States in 1972 may have been the most famous case of panda diplomacy, but they weren't actually the first. In 1941, when China and Japan were at war, Song Meiling, a.k.a. Madame Zhang Jieshi, or Chiang Kai-shek, presented the United States with two young pandas as a token of gratitude for America's assistance. At the time, Chinese people knew very little about pandas. It wasn't until 1962 that pandas were designated as endangered animals, and during the Cultural Revolution of 1966 to 1976, they evolved into the perfect national icon. In 1962, the State Council issued regulations to protect rare and valuable birds and animals, with the giant panda at the top of the list. In 1965, the Pingwu-Wanglong National Nature Reserve was officially established by the Sichuan government, becoming one of the earliest nature reserves in China, dedicated to protecting pandas and their habitats. Consequently, the special status of the giant panda was established. Songster said the giant panda's innate ability to exude an apolitical image also contributed to its rise as a national icon during the Cultural Revolution. It could not be linked to either the exploitative nature of China's dynastic history in its time of strength, nor to the embarrassment of China's weakness during the long decline of that last dynasty, she wrote. The giant panda is difficult to define impossible to ignore, and easy to underestimate. The giant panda is much like modern China. It's impossible to imagine a world without it. And so the practices of leasing pandas will continue for now. Just last year, Qatar became the first Middle Eastern country to receive pandas, Sihai and Jingjing. As San Diego Zoo's former director of giant panda research, Donald Lindbergh, once told the New York Times, pandas will always be popular for one simple reason. They are beautiful. And there's nothing political about that. Please follow the link in the description to the article at thechinaproject.com. You'll see a great shot of Yaya at the Memphis Zoo with bamboo pieces all over her belly. You've been listening to After a Half Century, Does Panda Diplomacy Still Work? Last week, Yaya, the panda, returned to Shanghai after spending 20 years in Memphis. Her arrival marked the end of a drawn-out saga that turned political, renewing an old question of whether panda diplomacy remains necessary. Published in The China Project, written by Yi Liu, Elio is a Chinese journalist and began her career in Shenzhen and Beijing in 2015. She focuses on political and business news in China. In 2022, E came to New York to pursue a graduate degree in journalism at the City University of New York. And read to you by Cliff Larson. <laughs>